0: Here in Chutz it is Erev Shabbos, Parashas Korach So today's Dvar Torah will be on Parashas Korach Of course, Korach uh, staged a rebellion against Moshe Rabbeinu He complained, why did Moshe Rabbeinu get all the honor to be the leader of Klai Yisrael and why did he appoint his own brother Aaron to be the Kayan Gadol According to Rashi in one place, there was also a complaint about the choice of the Leviim as being a special tribe with special duties in the base of Mikdash. Keruch said, Kulim Kadeshim, all of Klai Yisrael is holy, they should all have a chance to serve. Of course, his rebellion was uh, quelled in a very dramatic fashion by Baruch Hu. the earth opened up and swallowed up Keruch's men, the 250 leaders who were attempting to prove their the correctness of their view by bringing kotiris, they were burnt in a fire and we, most of us know the story. Later in the parsha, we find that a Kodesh Baruch Hu does another couple of things to drive home the point. And one of them involves matais, it involves sticks or staffs. Let's read through this short group of psukim and make a few comments. In Perek Yud Zion, Pesach Zion, it says, Hashem El Moshe lemor. Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, please take note that he's speaking to Moshe only. Pesach Yud Zion. Daber Bnei Yisrael. Speak to the Bnei Yisrael. V'kach itam, And take from them, Mate Mate leves of. A stick, a stick. One staff per family. Meaning per shavit. May from all of their nasiim, meaning from the leaders of each shevet, from their forefathers' houses, a total of 12 staffs. Each person's name you shall write upon his staff. The name of the nasi of each shevet you shall write on the staff that came from his, from his tribe. In the name of Aaron, you should write on the staff that belongs to Levi. Because Levi altogether is one mate, they are one tribe. It's true that the Kohanim have certain uh, special responsibilities and privileges, but they too are Leviim. So they are one tribe, and the leader of that one tribe is Aaron. And you shall place them, you shall place these sticks in the Mishkan, in front of the testimony, meaning in front of the Luchas that are in the Aaron shama, that I confer with you there, that I meet with you there, that's from where I speak to you. And it will be the man in whom I choose, the, the one whom I choose to be the, the special one, the anointed one, Matehu his stick will produce flowers. Bashikosi es Israel, and I will thereby calm from upon me the complaints of the B'nai Israel, Malinim Alehem, that they complain upon you, that they complain to you. One more a ayedaber, or maybe two, ayedaber Moshe, bnei Yisrael, and Moshe spoke to the bnei Yisrael. A yitnu a love kol nasiyehem, and all of their nasiim, all of their leaders, gave to them mate lenasi echod, mate lenasi echod, one mate for each nasi. Each leader gave a staff for his tribe. Lavei savay to the houses of their forefathers. Shnei amos amatzis, twelve staffs. And the staff of Aaron was amongst all of the other staffs. Now that seems superfluous. We were told already that there are 12 and one of them has Aaron's name on it. So Rashi explains that what does it mean that Aaron's staff or the staff of Levi was purposely placed Aaron's staff in the middle of all the others, not on either end, but right in the middle. So that people should not say No one should say that because he placed it on the side of the shkina, on the side of the Divine Presence, no one should say that because Aaron's stick was closest to the Oren HaKadosh, therefore that's why it flowered. So Moshe didn't want anyone to have that complaint, so he put Aaron's stick in the middle, someone else's stick some lucky shevet had its, its stick closest to the Arunach Hodesh. Gimel, <laughs> Beis, Bo placed the sticks in front of Hashem in the Oyel HaEidus, in the Mishkan, and the next day they came back, and lo and behold, whose stick produced flowers, and which stick uh, gave, uh, started to produce fruit, it was the Mate Aharon, it was the stick of Aaron. So in this way, that's a, an open miracle and this shows very clearly that Hashem has chosen Aaron. it's not Meishu Rabbeinu's choice, this is something only a Kodesh Baruch Hu could do. I'd like to go back and make a couple of uh, grammatical comments on a couple of Psukim here. In Pesach Yud Tes it says, <laughs> So, to the best of my limited grammatical knowledge, the proper translation of this word is "v'hi You, Moshe, you singular, shall place them in the oil myed. Shem is talking to Moshe. "V'hi means, "and you shall place them." You shall place the sticks in the oil myed. Okay. Asher, in the lifnei Eidus, in front of the Eidos I share eid lachem shama, that place in which I confer, in which I speak lachem. Now lachem is plural; it is to you plural. The place in which I speak to you, plural. And the question is, who is who are these? Who is this plural group? Hashem is speaking specifically to Moshe Rabenu. That's what the first pasuk said: "Va'yedaber Hashem el Moshe Laymar. Who's the Lachem? Now, I don't think we ever find in Chumash that a Kodesh Baruch Hu speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu in the plural as some sort of a sign of respect. I don't think so. So who is the Lachem? I don't think it refers to Aaron. Aaron's not being spoken to over here. I suspect that it's referring to the Kalal Yisrael. Now, just to prove my point... Or at least to strengthen my point, uh, we know that on the Torah there is a Aramaic translation. We're most, we're most accustomed to the translation of Onkelis, It's printed in almost every Chumash, There's also a Targum, an Aramaic translation known as the Targum Yerushalmi. It's printed in some And there is a Girsa, there is a version, a text, a manuscript actually, of that Targum, which is called Neopeti or Neophiti. It's given that name because that's the name that it is given in the catalogue of the Vatican library, because that's where the manuscript is. But the entire uh, Targum Yerushalmi Neofeti is available online at a site called Alhatira.org, a very useful site. And if you look at the Targum Yerushalmi Neopheti, he says, Now, va'atzna is like "lahatsnia" to hide or to put someplace. And it is singular. If it would be plural, it would be atzniu or viatsnau. You plural shall put. This says you, Moshe, will put the sticks in the oil moyad, the mashkin zimna in the oil Kodim Sa'adusa, sadusa in front of the edus. This is the main memory that my my mama, that my see, staying, my saying, my speech becomes available lachayn to you plural. That is clearly a you plural tamon. So clearly there's a difference between vihin nach tom, which he translates clearly as a singular, and lochem, he leaves it alone. There are some of the targumim change this, so to speak, into a singular, but this targum leaves it alone, lochem. That is one grammatical point of interest. A second point is in the next Bosak it says, the man that I will choose, his staff will will sprout flowers, and I will thereby calm the the uh, calm from on from from upon myself, the complaints of Bnei Yisrael, Asher Malinim Alechem, that they are complaining upon you. Now, who's this Alechem? Alechem is also a plural. If it would mean that they, are cause, that they are complaining to you, Moshe Rabbeinu singular, it would have said Alecha. Alechem means upon you, plural. I don't think it refers to Aaron. Again, Aaron is not being spoken to over here. So this is also a grammatical point that needs to be considered. Let's take that question, put it up on the bookshelf over there, and let's discuss some other points about this narrative. One of the things that, I was, that I'm always fascinated about with these few psukim is that if we look carefully, we can see that these matos not only proved the greatness of Aaron, that's obvious, but also the greatness of Shebed Levi and all of Kalal Yisrael. How do I see that? First of all, it says the name Aaron you should write on the staff that belongs to Levi. And that is the staff that ultimately sprouted flowers and fruits. So when it miraculously sprouted flowers and fruit, it was not only on the stick that belonged to Aaron, it was on the stick that belonged to the entire tribe of Levi. Number two, all of the sticks, the sticks that belonged to each and every one of the tribes, really was afforded a great honor in this Parsha. There was a stick with the name, Zulun, it was in the Kodesh Hakodashim. There was a stick with the name Reuven, it was placed in the Kodesh Hakodashim. A stick with the name of each of the tribes was Zeche, it had that great honor to be placed in the holiest spot in the Beis Hamikdash. If somebody would take my name, write it on a piece of paper and put it uh, and put it into the Beis Mikdash, into the holiest part of the Beis Hamikdash, I would be very flattered. Believe me, it will never happen. But here, Reuven, Levi, etc., every single one had that honor, that his name, the stick with his name on it, was placed so close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kavi And thirdly, we have what Rashi mentions, and we read it before, that Moshe Rabbeinu took the stick of Aaron and he put it in the middle of all the other sticks, so that no one should think that the reason it flowered is because it was closest to the Aaron HaKadosh. But what does that mean? That means someone else's stick was the closest to the Arun HaKodesh. Now, we don't happen to know whose stick it was. The Torah leaves that as a secret. The Torah does not tell us, and I'm not going to take any guesses as to whose stick it might have been. But that was certainly some great honor for that tribe, that their stick was right next to the Arun HaKodesh, even closer than the stick of, of Levi. Why is it that we find in this Parsha, in this procedure, which seems to have been designed to prove the ascendancy, to prove the exceptionality, the exceptional status of Aaron, why does it include hints, why does it include signs that indicate the greatness of Kalal Yisrael as a whole? And I think the answer is something that I spoke about a year ago, I won't go through all the details, but the basic point is that when Korach came with his complaints and he said, u Hashem," He said, all the Jews are holy. Hashem spoke to all of them at Har Sinai, as Rashi interprets. And it's not fair that Moshe Rabbeinu, you get to be the king, and Aaron, your own brother Aaron Akoyin gets to be the Koyan Gadol. And the truth is, it's not fair that, that we Leviim get to be anything special. All the Jews are special, they should all be leaders, they should all be servants in the Beis HaMikdash. It would appear, from Kairach's words, that he is, quote-unquote, a man of the people. He is a, he is a, uh, he is somebody who really exalts the common man. He's saying, "What, what do we need these, these privileged leaders for? Every man is great. That's what it appears. But the truth is just the opposite. The reason why Korach, I think the root reason, one of the root reasons why Korach rebelled is because he had an inferiority complex. He felt, eh, I'm nothing. I'm just a lady. I'm a second fiddle. I want to be a Kayan. I don't want to be just a Kayan, I want to be Koyan Gadol. I don't want to just be Koyan Gadol. I want to be the Melech. Because in my present situation, I'm not very important. And the other Jews, look at them, they're so downtrodden, they're nothing, they're not even kohanim, they're not even Leviim. He failed to understand how much a Kodesh Baruch Hu loves and how much a Kodesh Baruch Hu appreciates and understands and knows the importance of every single Jew. And that's why, because he felt he's nothing, he was angry at those who he could see were something. But if he would have understood that he's something, and that he's not just something, but he is something astoundingly important and beloved to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then there's, there's no need to worry about someone who has some other level or some other responsibility that you don't have. You have your special qualities, and, and you should, you have to appreciate those, And if you do, and if you would, you wouldn't rebel. And I think that's perhaps the root cause, psychologically, of Korach's rebellion, and I believe that's why that in this procedure of the Matos, we find that there are hints and there are signs of the greatness of the whole Shevet Levi, the fact that that the the Matah that belonged to the Shevet Levi, that's the one that sprouted, it wasn't Aaron's Matah, it was the Matah of Shevet Levi, and there are signs of the greatness of Chlal Yisrael because the, the the sticks that were taken from each of the tribes was placed in the holiest part of the Beis HaMikdash. And in addition, there was one of the tribes whose stick was placed the closest of all to the Aron HaKodesh, and not the one that belonged to Aaron, but someone else's. All of this indicates, all of this represents the greatness of Klal Yisrael. and perhaps this, perhaps with this, we can come back and answer some of our grammatical questions. Why did a, why did the pasuk over here say that the base that the Mishkan is the place I share Iva Eid Lachem Shama? It's the place where I confer with you plural. And I said perhaps it refers to Klal Yisrael. and I think that's what it does refer to. Now, Kodesh Baruch Hu hinting in this pasuk that when I talk to Moshe Rabbeinu in the Oyel HaMoyed I'm not talking to him because I want to talk to him I'm talking to him because I want to talk to you, plural, I want to talk to the Kalah Yisrael Moshe Rabbeinu is the conduit, Moshe Rabbeinu is the agent but the conferral, the meeting that is taking place is really Lachem, it's with all of you and perhaps that's why it says over here it describes the complaining of the Bnei Yisrael and it says, Tlunois Bnei Yisrael the complaints of B'nei Yisrael, that they com- complain about you. Who's the you? Perhaps, I'm not sure if I'm convinced, but perhaps the you plural is the Klal Yisrael. In other words, when they complain, say, eh, Why does Aaron have to be the Kayan Gadol? Why does Meshire Benu have to be the king? They're complaining about themselves. They're saying, why are we so unimportant? when in fact they are supremely important, they are astoundingly important, and if they would realize that, they would be happy to have Moshe as their leader, Aaron as their Kayin, and they would understand that that does not diminish their greatness at all. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash